Today we had um, a very beneficial conversation regarding to our main topic of this season, which is about culture and religion, balancing that whole uh, uh, spectrum out. And there's a, a lot that's revolved around preserving your identity. We could have we could have went on for days about this discussion, man, because identity is so unique. You know, there's not just one. There's there's thousands of aspects to your identity. So we try to break this down the best way possible. Right. Um, a lot of uh, subtopics that came up into this conversation that all tie into the main thing about preserving your identity. And mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of all listeners will bene uh, really benefit from this conversation. It's a good uh, talk. We wrapped it up in about 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, well, hopefully you enjoy and thank you for tuning in with us. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, guys. Welcome to the third episode of our podcast. Um, today's topic is going to be maintaining your identity as a Muslim. So we, I think we can all agree that we identify as American Muslims, right? Yes, absolutely. I feel like there's a very big contradiction people feel like between the word American and Muslim. And I feel like a lot of people see the two words as being incompatible, right? Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Um, I mean, one thing is when someone says American, I never liked how people think American means some type of ideology. All American means is just that you live in this land. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, there's no contradiction. If you're an American Muslim, you are a Muslim that lives in America. And that's it's, mm -hmm. it's just that simple. It nothing complex simple. behind it. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, at the same time too, like I feel like this is what causes like that little breach between that identity of American and Muslim because we live in a country where, like I mentioned before, we're, we're, we're looked at as the bad guys. You know what I mean? So it, it always comes into that conflict of can American and Muslim be like in the same sentence together? Can people identify as both? You know what I mean? So that's where I feel like that little um, gap uh, arises from. And we should all agree too that Islam definitely encourages us, us to maintain, like to have a Muslim identity. You know what I mean? Correct. There's yeah, plenty correct. of examples throughout the Sunnah. I mean, I'll, I'll name like one right now. But for example, when the Prophet ﷺ wanted to pray, he prayed with shoes on. And why did he do it? Because he wanted to be different from the Jews, you know, that's one example. And there's, it goes, there's countless examples, you know. So Islam definitely encourages us to maintain an identity. So that should be yeah. like in our minds. And, and I think um, uh, in America, we, we have a, a problem being called American Muslims because there's such a bad stigma behind it. Um, especially because the word Muslim, when you, when you hear it in America, a lot of people automatically think terrorists. It's really not like that, but a lot of people put that associate exactly. They define they define the word Muslim that way. So a lot of people lose their Muslim identity because they're afraid to call themselves Muslim because of what they hear on media on social media, right? And that has a lot to do with um, them not going out of their way to look to really so understand what it religion. means to be Muslim, right? Do you think we have like some blame in that in the sense that we should have been more educated enough to like refute this idea? Say someone comes to us and says, oh, Muslims are terrorists. We should have we, sh we as Muslims, even like from a young age, should have had enough knowledge to say, well, not necessarily, you know. Well, um, that's that's a good point that you bring up. Cause... So we can then highlight like a lot of like 
hypocritical like element of like even america itself you know what i mean well yeah obviously but when we get into that political when you once you take that political turn that's where things can get really yeah, okay, ugly yeah, in a lot of right. situations but at the same time look at the schools we've been to they don't they don't really teach that the what do you call it even in the text of the muslim text it's like a little brief portion they talk about you know what i mean in history or something yeah. like that you know what i mean it's not it's not as much um like detailed as it would be with christianity jesus and things like that because we live in a we live in a country where majority of the population is Christian. Yeah, and you, you know, know what? We're mm-hmm. minority. You know what? The thing, the sad thing is too. Historically, Muslims have been in America since almost its like founding. You know, slaves. How many slaves are Muslim? So many. You know, there's plenty. Of, yeah, yeah. From um, those those uh, Africans that were taken yeah. to uh, that were brought towards towards the slave trade, there were a good amount of them were Muslim. Like there's books yeah. on it too. And you know? there's so many stories too of how they used to like pray and stuff, and then they used to like fork. Right, like right. slave owners used to like force them out of it and all that. Yes. And some of them didn't budge and ended up dying because of it, you know? Right, like, right. Holding on to that, holding on to their identity. Yeah. Yep. So if, yeah, so it's kind of like if you, if you don't call yourself an American Muslim or you're not proud to be called an American Muslim, it's kind of like you're disregarding the history that slaves, um, that Muslim slaves fought for even here in America years and years and years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they they lost their lives in that battle. And, you know, then we got in modern time, we're afraid to speak out that we're afraid to tell people we're Muslim. You know what I mean? There's plenty of like, the thing is, we live in this such a, in such a time where we can make our own Muslim businesses associated yeah. with Muslim, uh, uh, more and more people. We have social media. We can contact these different groups of people. You know what I mean? Could build ourselves up. Yeah, have our own like have Muslim doctors, engineers, all you of know, these there's things. Islamic banks, Islamic loans, and things like that. There's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot easier for the time we're living in and the time we're growing up in. It's a lot easier for us to maintain that Muslim identity as it per se like before the people before us. You know, like 20, 30 years ago, because yeah. there weren't that many. But now, like we live. There's more and more Muslims every day by the minute. Yeah. There's yeah, another. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying there's there's a lot more cultural practices now that that uh, allow us to infuse Islam with culture, uh, even in America. And some people they they have a habit of thinking that if you want to be titled a Muslim, you have to disregard all other um, cultural, cultural aspects, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I. I think that's that's very false. That's another extreme. That's another extreme yes. because what Islam does to culture is that it doesn't it doesn't disregard culture completely. Yeah. It just takes out the haram parts of the culture. For so for example, back in the day of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, they would they would bury um, their, their daughters, daughters alive. Yeah. Remember that? And yeah. they drink alcohol. That was a very big cultural thing back then. And yeah. our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he he um, disregarded that, but then he also kept a lot of the um, current Arab traditions that we have now. Yeah. So, for like example, hospitali- exactly hospitality, exactly the idea that everyone's equal. Ideas. We kept so Islam doesn't really destroy culture or disregard culture it just beautifies culture yeah that's the that's the nice thing about islam is that no matter what we can now i was reading what like some sociologists said right and you know what he said and like you can i'm asking you guys if you guys agree or not but they said that like when a nation is dominating another right what tends to happen is that the dominated dominated nation tries Mm -hmm. to imitate the dominating nation you get what i'm trying to say oh okay oh yeah like currently we live in like like politically speaking we live in like a low time of islam right mm-hmm. so i think a lot of people just try to imitate it because they think by imitating like 
something we're not so, okay, is gonna okay, put okay, us yeah. up you know oh uh, i mean that, that's actually a really good point that you bring up because then the thing is no matter how much you could imitate you how much you try to imitate like the opposer at the end of the day they're gonna the thing is at the end of the day they're gonna look at you and be like you know you you're still you're still muslim no matter how much you try to implement us no matter how much you try to imitate us you're muslim at the end of the day you know what i mean and that's where like it's just like okay you're throwing out your beliefs in order to follow these people falsehood yeah. you know what i mean all right i'm gonna ask you guys a question and yeah, let's yeah. see what you guys response is so what about christmas people muslims who celebrate christmas here and like right, i think then, everybody knows the answer to that no, i'm saying this though i was like how does that like because there's muslims man yeah okay even like non-religious muslims okay. right mm-hmm. there's it's i don't understand like how you can celebrate christmas right mm-hmm. but then still have like enough imagine like not eat you know pork what? you know this is how i feel about that bro right. i think people muslims in general that celebrate christmas um have been influenced by the american culture more than uh it's they've been influenced by islam everybody wants to do something fun you know what i mean life's not going to be boring yeah. just all about being a robot and well, praying no, in Quran, and that's not no, what Islam's of about. Course, of course we have not. traditions, you know, you can have cultural traditions on Eid where you where you cook a certain food or you dress a certain way, like a you know, have the family meal. over. Why don't why don't we put more emphasis on Eid instead of putting more emphasis on Christmas? Like Christmas? It's yeah. because the a lot of the Muslims in America, their culture, the the culture that they followed is American culture. American culture, yeah. And Sadly, I don't know if it's a Christmas they consider even consider it a Christian holiday anymore yeah. because it's more of a cultural thing if you ask me, you know, store yeah, yeah. So that's more. how I feel about that. I think it's just a, a matter of how I know uh, like the Chris, like the Christmas thing it's obviously I'm obviously I'm not like well, yeah. But the thing yeah. is the reason why the Christmas thing is so like big to me is because that's just the height to me it's the height of Muslim like of an inferiority complex right there. You have to celebrate someone else's holidays because you don't think yours are enough, you know? Well, uh, that, also, that also comes into a play of like this. You got to think of it like this too, because um, like that month, Christmas, December 25th, leading up to that month, those months, right? You go to every store, you go everywhere. It's all Christmas themed. Like it's always around you. You see the whole, and then once December hits, you're going to hear those little carols. You're going to hear all the Christmas themes all on the TV. The Christmas movies is on, you know what I mean? They don't do that for Eid. You yeah. know what I mean? It's because why? Because we live in an American country. You go I'm pretty sure you go back home in Pakistan or like any other Muslim country that when Eid is approaching, you go down the streets, you see the lights, you see that, but you don't do you don't see that here. You see that for Christmas though. Man, but even in Muslim countries now, they're mm-hmm. they are having a lot of Christmas themed stuff there yeah, now. Yeah, so that's so that's that's more of like it kind of goes back to what you said, the inferiority complex, right? Where we're trying to imitate, like, okay, they see, we see them do it. It's like, okay, let's take that too and see if we could get recognized for it. You know what I mean? How do you guys think we should deal with that? Man, Here? we make Eid amazing. Like, just like for kids, I, I can't stand parents that make their kids go to school on Eid. Because mm-hmm. the, the, the easiest way to destroy, like, like a culture's identity is by taking away their holidays. That's what I believe. You know what I mean? That's Our holidays. Very, that's very Every true. culture has their own holidays. You know what I mean? And we, we always talk about this too. It's like, why are we not putting enough emphasis on Eid, man? Mm-hmm. You know, we have two Eids too. We have two, two holidays, yeah. you know? So why are we not putting enough emphasis on these rather than putting emphasis on Christmas, which really does not have any meaning behind it anymore. Why would you even want to celebrate a holiday that has no meaning behind it at this point in no, time, exactly. you know? At this point, it's just more of like a tactic to like, um, oh, uh, to look cool. I feel yeah, like, it's you like you're celebrating saying? nothing. 
It is, it, I feel like it's something that it's just more like something like, okay, we want to have a reason to celebrate it. This is what we're going to use for that scapegoat type thing. Man, you know if you want to have a good time, though, you don't need a holiday. You know, you can no, throw a festival not. whenever you not like. Not like, whenever you want, but like, you know, you could do a little get together. Not a holiday. You could do that. Like, you can, if you want to have a get together, there's nothing in Islam that and says you can't have a get together. Why is that, that be that, Christmas? For Thanksgiving and stuff, it's, you know, because that's another holiday that a lot of Muslims celebrate too, you know? So, how. How would you combat something like that? Okay, so I was watching like a Sheikh talk about this, right? Mm -hmm. And you know what he said? Like, okay, this is a kind of a separate issue, but I'll get back to what you were saying. But you were saying, for example, for some Muslims, they get invited to these Thanksgiving feasts or these Christmas feasts, right? And this like Muslim, like Sheikh was saying basically is like, man, if you ever, have you ever invited like a non-Muslim friend to like an Eid or to like a masjid? How many times do they really say yes? Maybe for me, never. Maybe once, twice. Maybe but then whenever time, like right? a non-muslim invites you we almost feel even at work we feel obligated to go but it's like man are they willing to do the same for like you man mm -hmm. that's very true that's very true and then and i have go it, ahead it, because the reason when you say like can they do that for you you know why they probably don't want to do it it comes out it compromises their own culture and identity doesn't it yeah mm -hmm. and not only that but then they also probably don't want to do it because of the meaning behind the word muslim nowadays how it's been misinterpreted a lot of people, they don't want anything to do with Islam until they see it for themselves, right? Yeah. And because you, it's it's easy to tell somebody you're Muslim, right? But yeah, they're not yeah, really yeah. going to know what a Muslim is unless you show them what a Muslim is. Absolutely, yeah. So that's by following, following our Prophet, peace be upon so him, so um, the way his characteristics, right? It's how much more beautiful would it be to show somebody that you're Muslim rather than just tell them? Telling them is not going to give them any information, right? Well, how about if if you if you give to them, you know, you help people, you treat everyone equally. That's really what's going to make people become influenced people by Islam. Islam. And they yes. see how like firm you're on it. You know what I mean? Like, say if, a, if someone's saying like, "Oh, let's go, uh, let's go out, let's go out," you're like, "No, nah, I gotta pray first. And you, if if you stand for something, no matter who it is, even if they hate you, I have the I have the feeling that they'll still like respect you. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah, they'll be like, "This guy has principles." You, yeah. You know why? Just, why? You know why that is? It's because people don't have anything to grip onto like Muslims do, right? Yeah. We're very firm on our religion. People don't have that. They mm. don't they don't have any anything to really prioritize. Like we have religion to prioritize and we're very Salah. firm on what we believe, Absolutely. right? Salah, exactly. So we have to prioritize Quran, we have to prioritize um uh, yeah, Salah, um fasting, all of this, man. Because so. those these are these things that we do, fast Ramadan, fasting for forty days, doing zakat, praying five times a day, that makes us different than, you know, the the non Muslims, you know what I mean? So and then that's why we have that's why like now we have to say so that's why steadfastness is so important. Because we have to stay on that. We have to stick to that. Because that's what we got that makes us different than the non-Muslims. Exactly. You know? And that is our ID. That's right? our identity. Americans without, that don't have Islam to follow, they, they really don't have an ID. Let's be honest. They have no principles They have nothing to live for. What do you have to live for if you don't have Islam? Mm -hmm. the, because when Islam, we have that framework, that structure of like what, what our boundaries are, what we can do things like that but like you talk to the non-muslims you try to ask them what's, what's your framework what's your boundaries yeah they could tell you a couple of things or two that that more subjugates to morality 
Yes, but that's everyone that, shares, you know. Yeah. And of then course. again, what are they basing that morality off of? Because we have something to base our morality yeah. off of. Right. You know, what does an atheist have to base his morality off of? Scientology, things like that, you know what I mean? So pretty much nothing. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much nothing. Just subject, like, you know what I mean? No, like, it's, just, them, it's just more like the thing is we have that framework. The thing that's why like you have to you can't you can't compromise emotion with logic, you know what I mean? You can't feel that oh uh certain thing no logic is like it's there that's the framework you know what i mean you can't get those two mixed up you know our our dean is logical you know what i mean that has that framework right then and there we, we don't go based off feelings you know what i mean and it's just funny to me how people run away from they run away to look for an identity somewhere else when you have you have the real identity here that mm -hmm. you're always looking for right yeah, yeah you know what the thing about islam is that islam provides like for like identity, it provides everything. It provides clothing in a way, man, even food, even vocabulary. One thing I've noticed, like this is for me personally too, is that when I'm with my Muslim friends and there's like non-Muslims around, man, unfortunately, I don't use enough Islamic vocabulary. Like I don't go up to my friends and just say, Salaam Alaikum as, like, as much as I should. You know, I don't yeah, like, yeah. I never liked how I come up to people, right? And I say, what's up? What's good? No, I come up, I should say, Salaam Alaikum. And like when they like sneeze or something, I shouldn't say, oh, bless you. No, no, no. He says, Alhamdulillah. I say, Ya Alhamdulillah. You know what I mean? See, yeah. It, Islam, in, in a sense, it, it beautifies your characteristics. Yeah. It's, it's nice to have, have something that you can kind of base, base even your characteristics off of, the way you dress. But then another thing is that Islam was able to kind of, uh, kind of mix with a bunch of cultures for example if you go to china right now you're gonna see masjids that that have chinese architecture yeah, but they're yeah. still mus masjids yeah that's so cool. for like somebody that. to say that islam completely takes away from culture mm. and that everything's uniform and that everybody's uniform it's not true that's not, no, true. not true because at look at the food if you go if you go to a different country they have different food right yeah. It's not like Islam's uh, affecting what you're going to eat aside from yeah, pork obviously. and, you know, which that, is... That is just basically another tactic to break the Muslim nations apart, you know what I mean? Yeah. The race. That's yeah, the yeah. quickest way to do it, you know what Islam, I mean? in a way, too, like in the Quran, what does it say? We've created you in different nations, so what? Yeah, you get to know each other. How can you know each other if you're all the same, you know? Right, exactly. So That's true. The thing is... um as you mentioned, like, you go to China, they have Chinese architecture. That's the beauty of Islam, you know? Islam... Is one is one religion that's not going to change, but like you know, the people implement their culture into it like, through architecture, through their food, right? Yeah. So everywhere you go is going to be different depending on what country you're in or what culture you're in. But that doesn't make Islam different. Mm -hmm. you know exactly, I mean? that doesn't take away from the values of how we're supposed to treat each other in Islam. Yep. How we conduct each other, how we carry ourselves. Most importantly, yep. it doesn't change the values. So yeah. I think that's very very beautiful. It's it's like all, all these cultural practices that we have around the whole entire world, they're somehow able to mix with Islam and still function, right? Mm -hmm. Which is crazy. A whole religion, you know, around the entire world, every single country has their own style of architecture, their, 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 own, way, their own way of doing things, but Islam is still able to tie in with every single one of those cultures. Islam's for mankind, that's why. You know, yeah. not, it wasn't restricted to just like one nation. No, it's for all of mankind. It's all mm -hmm. for mankind. And that's yeah. why it spread. A lot of people think Islam spread by the sword, mostly. It did not spread by the sword. It's mostly spread by the beauty, its own beauty, you know? Mm -hmm. people, people were influenced by Islam in a positive way. And they yeah. reverted to Islam, so yeah. That, those kind of things, though, like are people with patience. That you know what I mean? Because then the thing is, you can show the beauty of Islam to so many people, 
But the people that are going to take in the beauty are the people that are going to genuinely want to see that beauty. Because then there's going to be in those some cases where no matter how much you be, you portray, you know, the Islamic values and stuff, they just don't want to see beyond that. Why? Because of their bias, you know? Yeah, that's very yeah. true. I think it starts with us first, though. You know, I mean, like how we were speaking about holidays, we need to take it upon ourselves to make Eid like special for the kids so yeah. that they won't even like care about like Christmas or like these other ones. You know what I mean? I know parents that like made their kids go to school during Eid, you know, and that's that's a calamity in my opinion, you know? Right. Imagine and going to the masjid and then going to like a school right after on like. Whereas, you know, in, uh, my bad, uh, whereas, you know, Christmas is a na national holiday. Like, yeah, and the schools off. are off too. Everyone's and I was just going to say that. Why are, why are they getting christmas off and then is if they are getting christmas off at least give them both eid both eids off eids right off, yeah yeah i agree and the thing is like i feel like uh, personally like i'm not even gonna like i'm not even gonna uh, i'm gonna be very transparent like especially during elementary and middle school years like even when Eid was like Eid did occur during a school day i would be uh honestly i would feel very hesitant to take the day off because i didn't want to miss something like that you know what i mean and the thing is i didn't want my teachers to uh what's the word um give me that straight out flat response saying no you can't make up this certain assignment or you can't make up this test, you know what 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 too, no man. i'm just saying that's what i was afraid of oh, that kind of response i was always hesitant to ask for that day off or are you then you shouldn't feel like that you know what i mean yeah especially here man i like in college for example right if i i mean again like i said many times before everyone's mm -hmm. circumstance is different but for me yeah. personally if i was to go to one of my teachers or professors and i said hey i've eat this day and you guys know it's like a muslim holiday they'll give me a day off with like without any hesitation yeah, we, that's, we that's don't have nice. enough exposure to to our religion in america as it is so why are we taking these day these these days for granted we should take the school day off and and take advantage of that day you know Mm -hmm. We don't have exposure like if you go to a Muslim country like Pakistan, yeah. you have that exposure around you all the time. Over here, it's easy to get lost. Yeah. You don't have that exposure. So you have to go out of your way to make sure that you can make it work and take those holidays off. Take that time off. Spend it with your family. Spend it with your kids. Because make sure they have fun. Uh, the society we live in is so um, like, you know, uh, not, not that it's a bad thing, goal driven. We often forget the important aspects like, you know, uh, sometimes we're so busy with work we get caught up with all that stuff and we forget that we pray we miss one prayer leads to a missing another prayer you know what i mean and these are things that are building blocks of our identity most importantly you know what i mean mm -hmm. and and you did mention that we're goal driven which is a great thing but then a lot of that gets mixed up with materialism as well yeah. and that plays an important part in identity because a lot of people nowadays they don't have identity they just they're more materialistic their, right their, their identity exactly. is what they wear on their wrist what they wear on their uh, how much their outfit is worth exactly their outfit is worth how much how much could they stack on how much money could they show off to people and then make them think that yeah i'm a valuable person people have nothing to offer nowadays aside from physical appearance yeah, yeah. no if uh, you don't if you don't have that a foundation of islam you're gonna have nothing else to offer aside from your physical appearance and that's pretty much it man without yes. islam like in islam our value is based on our deeds the more good deeds you do the more like better of a person you are whereas if you don't have that and you're like a materialistic person okay now your value now you as a person are going to be measured by how many women you have how much uh, how much wealth you have how much influence you have this stuff you know yeah yeah of course and i think that's, that's their measuring that's state. the thing is once you fall down that rabbit hole it's very hard it's very difficult to get back out of and mm -hmm. that's where people 
they lose their framework, their foundation, and then they start thinking to themselves, what if I lose my money? Why? Because that's the most important thing to them. Uh, that's the most important thing to them. Whereas they're not saying to themselves like, oh, what if I lose my religion? You don't hear that a lot anymore. That's you know very I mean? true. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, We're so centered around like, oh, what if I lose my wealth? What if I, what if I lose this? What if I lose this asset? You know what I mean? Yeah, because you feel like you're less of a human now, you know? That's, that's a horrible what the world is portraying. The thing is, that's what the world is saying to all of us uh, growing up that, yeah, these are the things that make you valuable. That's why morality is, is losing its value now. You know what I mean? You don't really see morality like that. And that's exactly how the dunya fools you too. Exactly. Because you, you fall into those bad habits. And it's very easy to get fooled by the dunya nowadays because everything that's on social media and everything that's being shown has nothing to do with morals. It has nothing to do uh, with characteristics, but it has everything to do with materialism, cars, clothes, money, fashion. That's it. You know, and people have, have, have kind of made their identity into that. And nothing yeah, else. Of course. It's okay to be to, to want, want those things, things right? and then work for those things. Nothing wrong with that. If you want a nice car, go ahead, work for it. You know what I mean? As simple as that. But don't lose yourself and your identity in that process trying to get that car and then think that just because you get that car is going to be a stable of happiness. You yeah, know don't I mean? make it who you are, you know? Don't yep. make it who you are, most importantly. Yep. Yeah, you got you to gotta keep that balance because once once you lose, and if you ever lose all of your materialistic items that you care so much about, you're not going to have any anything to look, you know, to kind of lean on, to lean bounce on, back no, off of. of. Course and not. some people get it. Some people get all the materialistic stuff and then they're empty, you know? So now it's like a double-edged sword, you know? If you don't get it, you're going to feel depressed. And even if you do get it, you might still feel depressed, you know? It's like that feeling of a shallow, that shallowness feeling, emptiness. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, emptiness. Because it's then, because in those people, it's like, okay, what could I do to fulfill or fill that uh, hole? And then they start thinking, to themselves, okay, maybe if I buy more, maybe if I sleep with this many women, maybe if I do this or that to fulfill yeah. that hole, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why do you think guys always brag to other guys saying, oh, I stole your girl, oh, I have this girl, this and that, you know what I mean? Because this, it gives them value, you know what I mean? Gives By them val me doing validation, this. more importantly, yeah, exactly. it gives them validation. The thing is, you shouldn't be seeking validation from anybody else but the one above, you know? The one above yeah. has accepted you for who you are and has written down for you of what you're going to be doing, you know what I mean? So you shouldn't, nobody else's validation shouldn't mean anything to you when the Most High has already accepted you. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just goes to like, what's your like measuring stick, you know what I mean? Now, if you, if you try to seek that validation and... um approval from the worldly people then oh man you are gonna be in that you are gonna be in that marathon race forever pretty much you know what i mean you shouldn't be uh, worried about focusing on pleasing people you should be worrying about pleasing allah you know what i mean that's the your number one priority and that's why we have all these building blocks yeah i mean we've like drove it's away just, from the topic though which is like identity but yeah man, but then, look how everything like is connected but you know? then yeah it's connected beautifully but then that does also tie back to identity because you have to be firm on what you believe in, mm, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, there's going to be a lot of people who try to kind of take you down their path, kind of take you off the right path. And you have to be firm in what you believe, especially if you're living in a non-Muslim majority country. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that firmness is going to be able to give you a, a very good foundation of your identity to build off of. If you're not firm and you're you're kind of easygoing with everybody, you're changing, you're easily peer pressured, you know, easily, it's gonna affect yeah. your identity. The and that's thing. why people lose their identities because they, they get peer pressured into yeah. doing things that they don't follow morally. The shit, oh, go ahead, go ahead. 
<laughs> Sorry, I have a lot to say today. Um, like I said, the building blocks of our uh, foundation, salah, zakat, um, you know, uh, fasting, psalm, things like that. These these is what these are things that make us different than non-Muslims. You know what I mean? Now, if you abandon these practices, well, then you're going to be chasing for their validation forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, what was you going to say? The sheikh told me too, like with like firmness, right? And like sticking through with your religion. Mm -hmm. He says that in the beginning, it's tough. You know what I mean? Like you say no for the first time, but man, when you do it the first time, it gets easier to do it the second, second and third, time, you know, but the more you delay it. It's like it, a chain effect, right? Yeah. It's all about you taking initiation. And then once you're able to, to take that initiation, it gets easier from there pretty yeah, much. Yeah, the, the thing is you got to take initiative. You know, you got to put your foot down for, you got to put your foot down for your religion and your identity because this is who you are. You know what I mean? Like you got people out here that are saying uh, in general, like they could be, they could say the most, uh, they could have the most, you know, different ideology than all of us. But guess what? They're going to be firm on it. They're going to look at you and be like, this is who I am, accept me. Man, do you remember? We need to do that. Do you, you remember know? the quote felt like way back when like Sheikh Fahmi was like I, I was talking about the Amish right mm. and this group of Amish people are basically people who've like they say like technology is evil and like yeah, society is becoming immoral good, so good, they went man. away formed their own community right and when people like make fun of them saying you guys are this and that Sheikh Fahmi was saying like like with a big smile on their face they just don't care you know what I mean that and that kind of sims look like we live in such a we have like we have a such we have it easy too because like in a sense we have we can build muslim businesses we're building more mosques there's more halal spots to eat at you know yeah, what I mean? supporting these muslim businesses you know we 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 got options now it's not like before where we were tied down to like uh maybe one because you know back in california like what 30 40 years ago how many masjids do you think there were there weren't that many you know yeah I mean? there were not it was not easy being muslim during that time you know what i mean but now we got there's there's a masjid right behind my house you know what i mean there's like five I six in stockton right mm. yeah there's a couple in our own city i know? got one two minutes away you got one five minutes away I you got, got one, one right behind your right house. behind <laughs> my house it's 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 literally like you said it's all about taking initiative because mm -hmm. you got it's right there you know and the, the community's right there and we have the internet too for and information we have the internet, too. you know it's like I mean? people are stuck on their phones nowadays wondering why they can't why they have so much confusion confusion figuring out who they are when there's a when there's a masjid right around the block right <laughs> you go to the right masjid block, you'll find out who masjid, you are you know out, you know the quran is right there you know we have qurans in our house but like more than often not do you see anybody really reading it mm -hmm. taking the time out of their day it starts it starts with that your own habits take 10 minutes out of the day look at what you're reading over read it read 10 pages and then that'll contribute to more yeah. you know not in even the Quran. We mentioned that the masjid's a block away. The Quran is on your shelf, but the phone's in your hand. You know, oh, you go on Google and you look ultimate, it up. It's like that's the ultimate source of information. People mm -hmm. from fifty years ago, they didn't have that. So what's your excuse? You know, if you yeah, don't have a masjid by, then, yeah. by you, you don't have a Quran by you. I know you have a phone by you because that's what's influencing your identity in the first place. <laughs> right. So why don't you use that phone? to influence your identity in a good way use in a meaningful a positive, way uh, yeah use it positively. positively yeah and use it meaningfully right for me personally one thing that helps like me get like gaining even higher sense of pride in islam is like looking at stories of reverts you know what i mean that will make you gain like a lot of pride in islam you know what i mean that helps a right, lot so if yeah. you're struggling or you feel like inferior go look at what like reverts have to say you know look at these all people, the stuff they had to deal with yeah. you know because they they grew up in an environment where 
you know, Islam was not even in the picture. Now mm. you got that one person who broke the chain and becomes Muslim. How much backlash they're going to face in their own community, in their own household. Mm. And But they you know? live that culture they that you want to live so bad. But they, they're saying right in front of your face, like, nah, man, yeah. this ain't it. They didn't let any of that define them. They didn't let materialism define them. They, they're just, they're proud of calling themselves Muslim without... Um, having to worry about the idea that materialism is more important, right? That materialism it, defines Because, them. alhamdulillah, man, we were born Muslim. Yes. Like, imagine if we weren't. So if you're a revert and you're not born Muslim and you're exposed to everything and kind of nowadays people portray materialism as identity, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's who you are, right? This car is going to make you who you are. Th- they were exposed to that. So to, to be able to, like you said, climb out of that rabbit hole and follow islam man it's hard dude you know we who knows if we would have been able to do it if we were not yeah. born muslim and we That's, struggle with it but yeah. we were born we yeah. still struggle with it and yeah exactly with and it, we were born this isn't it. like a bash to anybody you know it's just it's, these are like problems that we face on a daily basis yeah, you it's know? a reality yeah that's just reality but the thing is we have to do our part and remind ourselves that this isn't the, this world is just um, an illusion you know what i mean the real life begins after this one. Yeah, I think that's what, that's why when you get so caught up within this world, um, it could be really detrimental to both, but to you physically and mentally, because then you forget that there's a life after this one. Yeah, I think a good way to summarize what we're saying is is that like we should be proud because we have the truth, like essentially, right? Yeah, yeah. This always always remember that you have the truth with you at all times you're muslim you know never let anybody uh make you feel less than less than that because you know there are going to be people that are going to try that but you have to stick firm and uh, you have to stay firm and stick to your identity because this is you you have to be proud of calling yourself a muslim and at the same time you have to take uh initiative to follow those characteristics that muslims follow because you can't just say you're muslim by name because that's just going to you're just going to tell somebody your identity if you're a Muslim by name. You're not going to show them your identity, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to take action, be firm on what you believe in, and follow um, the characteristics, like I said, of the Prophet Muhammad. So, 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 so. Don't fall into peer pressure, you know. Don't yep. Stick mm-hmm. with more Muslims around your circle so you can even, like, you know. And, and even if you're not around Muslims, like we are like 80% of the 80% time of here, time, yeah. just be firm with, on what you believe in yeah. and people are going to find beauty in that alone. Mm-hmm. Because there's nobody nowadays that that has a you know that's not firm that's firm on what they believe. It's always it's always just moving on to the next thing very easily without question. They don't question them, themselves. They don't question their existence. They just kind of go with the flow and kind of. It's just like we're here. Like you know, let me uh, let me live this life. Yeah, life is short. You know, life is short, and let me enjoy it. You know, let me work this job. Let me go here. Let me. You know, live for worldly possessions, then I die. Mm-hmm. Nothing Pay more bills till you die, basically. Pay bills mm-hmm. till you die. It's dead. a meaningless life, man. You know. So. All right, guys. What do you guys think then? You guys think. So. Oh, that was 36 okay. minutes. That was quick. Yeah, that went by that quick. quick. But, um, okay, so to end this up really quick, though, like, what are some, like, as you mentioned too, like, uh, what are what are some things we can do to help preserve our identity then? Yeah. To well, summarize the quick point. So I would I would say engage yourself. Um, in a community that you feel that you know where you feel belonged Mm -hmm. Um, engage yourself in that and then also don't let materialism define who you are Um, 
those two alone are going to dramatically help you maintain your identity as a Muslim. What do you think? I agree. Um, don't the five building blocks of Islam. Don't don't ever uh, compromise. Don't ever let anybody don't ever let anything compromise that because that's that's your identity. That's what makes you different from the non-Muslims I've mentioned before. Because um, the minute you for you abandon that, that's the minute where you're gonna f- try to find yourself in something else that's meaningless, and then you're gonna fall in a deeper hole. Yeah. All right. My advice would be, if you want to be more like rooted and connected to your identity as a Muslim, first study like Islam, like always study like, and then like look into why these other things don't work. You know, like I would say, like look into like revert stories. Why like the life that you're chasing so bad? Why it actually isn't like the way it is, and why you should be proud as a Muslim. That's my advice. If you want to gain like a greater, that's actually really good advice. Yeah, Yeah, that is. And I think another another good piece of advice for somebody who's struggling to maintain their identity as a Muslim in America is simply just look around you and look at the situation that the people around you are in that are not Muslim. Just look Mm -hmm. at that alone, man. Subhanallah. Look at our city, man. Everybody's on drugs on the streets. Look around, you know. So yeah. depression yeah. rates are highest here, you know. Depression, yeah, depression. suicide rates are high. You know, divorce people, rates, man, divorce, divorce rates are rates. high. Things like that. Single parent know? households. It's mm-hmm. the reason why people are, why Muslims are so firm on what they believe in. It's because mm-hmm. they're happy with what they have. You know. Yeah, we can't. The thing is, um, we can't let outside influences come through in our houses because mm-hmm. the minute we let we let that happen, we let the outside influence intrude our households. That's what's gonna cause yeah. um, uh, breakage within families and homes, and you know that's where the religion, the identity, is lost. You know, because then yeah. you're gonna be too busy. Your focus is gonna be elsewhere, not where it's supposed to be at. Yeah, reflect on the benefits of Islam and the virtue of virtues of Islam that, like, what this religion has to offer, and like what others just will never be able to offer. Take initiative. Yeah, take initiative. You know, if you if you have a busy schedule, take take two minutes out the day. You know, start by if you don't pray any of the five prayers, start by one. Soon that one will turn into two. Soon that two will turn into four. And then pretty soon you'll be praying all five, you know. And then it'll be like a part of you where like if you even miss one, you're not going to feel right throughout the whole day. And that goes back to being firm on your identity. If you can do that, if you can pray all five prayers, you can be, you're going to be so firm on your identity. You're not going to let anybody in the world be able to tell you anything. So, And then um, one other really important thing too is make dua. Make dua to Mm -hmm. make yourself closer to Allah. Make make dua that you stay you are of the ones that allah is happy with not not the ones that allah is angry with you know what i mean more importantly and let i always make dua that allah guides you on the straight path you know what i mean that's that's and then you have to truly want that too you have to yeah. truly make dua for it for it to happen make consistent allah, dua you know like don't like, just stop make it every right. day consistently you take one step closer to allah so take one step closer to you you know yeah yeah, yeah. the power of dua is so undermined man yeah so, you know, that's one, one as a, you know, any Muslim of any age, dua can change your whole life. So be firm on that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ask Allah for what you want. And just be proud of your title too. Be proud of who you are and don't ever let anything compromise that. Yep. Most importantly, that's what I say. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a good wrap up then, you know. Man, this, like there's so much it. more to talk about and just this one topic alone because there's yeah. so many problems with identity, you know, especially I think, where I we think live. We could do a part two on this maybe one of these <laughs> days. <laughs> we can make a part two about the first topic too. Oh, though. yeah. We can you know what? All, of, all of these subtopics between culture and Islam, there's just so much to talk about because culture is endless, man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
but um <clears throat> well for now we'll have to put an end to this <laughs> yeah yeah so inshallah we'll catch you guys next week um inshallah salam alaikum salam alaikum